What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are here today with a good friend of mine, Dennis. Dennis is in Florida. I'm gonna let him introduce himself in a second here, but like I always wanna do is set the stage for everybody. So. D and I have been working together for a good chunk of time now. How long has it been, D? For like almost a year now. Cool. Like 11 months or 10. Yeah. We'll, we'll call it a year. So over the last year, we've gone through a lot of changes together. You've seen me grow. I've seen you grow. We both had our individual struggles. So my thought today was I want to touch on some of that stuff and touch on some of our experience with like the other traders in the community and how we see people making the same mistakes that we made and you know what I mean? Because then hopefully someone watching, then they won't make that mistake. But I also wanted to talk specifically about like your, the way that I would put it in my head is like your struggles and then your superpowers with your skill, not only that you're a trader, but that you're bilingual, you speak more than one language. So I think that that alone is something that we definitely need to kind of go at a little bit more. I have some questions written down I want to talk to you about because I've, I've seen other traders that are bilingual struggle in some areas and use it to their advantage in some areas. So I want to talk about that. But before we get into all that, why don't you tell everybody who you are and how uh, you got into trading? Hey, so hello guys. Uh, my name is Dennis and I'm 22 years old and I'm from Puerto Rico. And my first language is Spanish. And so how I got into trading was like, like almost a year and a half ago and some guy some friend he showed me metatrader and i was like oh what is that and i did my research on my own and i found people and yeah that's where my trading like journey started me doing research and finding people on instagram and following them and just finding other patients and i started trading or learning from trading in a Spanish community. So it wasn't like English community. So it was all Spanish when I How long ago trading. was that? How long ago was that? I would say about uh, last year, basically. I, I joined ASFX like three months later. Got it, got it. After. So just a few months before we met. Like got it, okay, yeah. cool. Now, with that um, specifically about the bilingual community that you were with, tell me about the experience that you've had there. Just because in my, with our group and the people that I've worked with, um, the struggles that I see bilingual traders coming across are very, very similar. So tell me about your experience, share your experience with everybody on what it was like working with that bilingual group before ASFX. Did you find anything that was really valuable there? Did you see that it was mostly trash? What did you take out of that experience? My experience with that community was really nice and I don't think I can I have to complain about like oh this was nothing like I didn't you know it was really nice I learned a lot from other people you know same backgrounds where like Hispanics and stuff so we have the similar like sure. we want to be better sure. but like the thing is like and I don't want to like get uh be uh, make this like a bra like everyone is like this because it's not but like when we get into trading where somehow greedy with money so everyone and i think because we're trying to get it we're pushing ourselves to like make a small account to a bigger account that was the main issue for everyone and basically in this this uh this hispanic community or like the spanish community that i was in everyone was trying to make a big with a small account and i think that was the 
biggest issue that I had, like being around those kind of people because I'm regulated brokers trying to grow a 500, 250 account is too much. And that was me. I was trading live with a $250 account. That was my first live account. Never blow, never blow it. I thank you because I got into ASFX and my mindset changed quick and about saving. You got to save, you got to save. And I let that unregulated things away. So well, that's good. And that I think, but like, you can't blame yourself, bro. We've talked about that before. Like you can't, cause I got into trading. You, we get into it in a way that we don't end up actually trading. You know what I mean? You're introduced into trading a lot of the time um, from someone, from some group, from something that isn't the way you're gonna actually end up trading. So for you, you had to go there to almost see the other side of it, see what you didn't like, see what you didn't really align with to then see here at ASFX what you do align with. So when everybody was trying to flip these small accounts, like that is something that everybody basically tries to do, I think just because it's so easy. The brokers, they spend so much money on advertisements, right? They're all over the news websites and stuff like that. They say minimum deposit to get started, high leverage. Like they want you to come in and put a hundred bucks in and put a hundred bucks on the first trade. So, and I know that I've been guilty of that many times when I first got started, just didn't know any better. What helped you make that switch to leaving that mindset behind? Have you always just been long-term focused? Is that just who you are? Or was there something that sticks out? Because the thing is, when I started trading, I never looked like, oh my God, I'm going to make so much money. I wasn't never like that in my in my head. Like I was like, I really want to learn how to trade. So I wasn't focusing on making money. I was focusing on learning how to make a good, like a good trade, basically, like making good trades. Sure. And at the same time, I was getting blind a little bit by the money because of the people that I was around. So yes. it was an issue. But uh, I think I was just thinking about learning how to trade, not the money. And I, when I was trading the small account, I was in debt because when I bought the other courses, the trading courses, I used my credit card, so I was in debt, right? And then saving a little bit to start trading live, I was basically losing trades, but like managing risk, but I was losing. And I was like, hold on a minute, like I'm losing money, I have debt, this is not money, I'm. I can afford to lose. So I took that money out and I paid a credit card, started paying it, paid it completely. Then he said, started saving again, saving again, saving again. And while saving, I joined SFX. Instead of saving that money, I basically bought the course. So but I that's an investment in yourself. That's a, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but that's an investment into yourself. That's an investment into yeah. the, you know, like that was, a, but that that's awesome that you were able to make that transition and say, you know what? Because listen, I mean, you know it. We talk to people on Instagram all the time. that They're like, I got my last $200 in my trading account before my rent is due. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's just, it's it's crazy. You you said something that really sticks out. Before we go at the, uh, more at the bilingual stuff, you said the people that you were around at the other group made a difference. And I don't think that that difference has anything to do that they spoke a different language. I think that going into that group at first, you're probably going to tell us that probably was better for you because... You spoke the same language. They taught you the fundamentals. There was less of a language barrier, right? Whereas if you come into ASFX and Spanish is your first language, I might say something you might not get it because of how I talk, and right? So when you came in, let's just go here now. When you came into ASFX and you um, found the group of people that we have in our group, I'm going to let you define that for how you'd like to define it. I'm not going to put a word to it. 
But when you saw that compared to what you had before at the other group, now I say, again, the other group was valuable for you. It gave you those good fundamental skills. But what was the difference in the people that you were around? Was that what? It has to be the contrast that showed you the difference. But what stuck out to you? To me, when when I made the transition, it's kind of hard to explain because of. The, what you said, the value of the other people, I still value what it still has a pro. Yeah. And I came in from here. Yeah. Uh, the thing that just was like very important was like the coaching, the mentorship basically with you, I guess. And then when I met other traders that were trading your system for a long time as well, I was learning from them, like Andrew, like you, you know, it was more attention to like, this is it. This is what we're trading. This is what we're doing nothing else no Fibonacci no nothing else like don't ask stuff and I think just focusing on the system helped me better than trying to do a lot of stuff when I was in another community it was like yeah yeah this works but this also works and but you know too much too much and like it was just a strict parameters that that, that helped me like understanding okay you got to stick to something and just be consistent with it but that was the most so it's like that because that, that shows a characteristic of who you are almost so you're saying because you wanted that system you wanted that precise detail step by step once you found that you initially were like yo i could fit in with these guys and then you saw okay some of them actually think the same way like you and me share a lot of similar beliefs similar vision for our future right like you want to make something of yourself so it's, you're like okay now they're thinking the same way as me they're talking the same way as me maybe this aligns better but even then take that a step deeper. In my previous call this week, yesterday, I did one with Forrest. That's gonna go up on the YouTube channel, you know Forrest. And we talked a lot about saving money. So can you talk about even going from the previous group that was that Spanish-based group to now, just the, the, the approach towards money itself? Everyone in, I mean, at least the people that we're trying to at least coach and say, you gotta think long-term. That was it. Everyone was focusing on long-term growth. It's not like, Click.com. Let's get this hundred dollars account from regular broker and make it make it big. No, it was like get a business trading account, get you a regulated broker, save a lot of money, and then we talk about trading. Then we talk about money. It was, that was that was the biggest thing, the, the transition. It was like and I was like, Hell yeah, I like this. Right. You know, so and I was already doing I was already saving with that mindset. So when I knew that you guys were not you guys were like that was the mindset that you put us into it, it aligned like, with you oh yeah. yeah yeah this makes sense right i like it were, that's why i were you yeah. always like focused on was your was your why like not who you are but was your i should say your what was the reason for why you're trading that thing that you want to do has that always been the same thing from when you were with the previous group to the last year with us has it always been there help my family yeah that so like that i figure thing, because yeah. that would be the only reason to be able to because I think a lot of people, even people listening, struggle with having to leave a course or leave a group or leave a strategy behind or drop it. And that's ego. But you're the reason I asked the question about if you knew what you wanted to do with it, it's because like if you're really in touch with why you're doing it and what you're going to get with it, then you're not having ego come into any of that stuff. You're willing to go wherever you think you fit in best, and that's how you ended up finding us. So it's almost like your open-mindedness allowed you to fall into the right group of people, you know? Do and you, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I want to add that to making the transition from some knowing something to like the ASFX system was so hard for me because I, I had previous experience with other systems. So 
getting used to that and making that transition to a whole different system. Hard. People want to actually know support resistance, a lot of levels or nothing like that crazy. Hard. It was hard because I was like, okay, I can mix this up. You can, but like, it's just going to be so hard. Right. Because you, you're going to have to start over and create your own system, which is why. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. You just got to do what it works with the system. If you're going to trade like this, you got to trade like this. If you're going to trade like that, you got to trade like that. So that was the biggest, uh, my struggle, basically, to making the transition from knowing something and switching. That was the biggest thing. Does it? Because again, a lot of people are going through that same struggle of like, I have a system, I think it works, maybe it doesn't work and they're lying to themselves. What would you tell them? Because it can't just be as simple as a decision. Hey, I decided I'm leaving that today. You don't swallow ego like that. It does because it, it comes crawling right back up. So what helped yeah. you drop the one and say, I'm going to focus on what is clearly working for other people and let that go? To me, it was like, I was, it was hard because of the the all, the all the money that I spent in right. that trading course. Yes. So it was like, damn, it was gonna be, no. But I decided, it was like, forget about the money, now focus on really the long-term thing. So I was like, trying to make the decision of like, you wanna trade like, because if you're trading like this, you gotta forget about ASFX completely and not trade it like that. So I sat down and I kinda say, which strategy I like more? Which one is more which one you feel more comfortable trading with, which one you understand better, which one you can like really execute better. All those questions I asked for myself and I was like, the A1 entry for me is like easy because yep. I'm used to it. Yep. So I'm sticking to that. Adding to that, we add the, day one, the D1 and then the D2. When I was like back testing it, I was like, basically instead of entering on a Fibonacci level, this is the break of the 50. Right. And I understand it better. Right. So it's like, it's the same thing. So. That was when I decided asking those questions to myself. That's when I decided I'm trading the ASFX system better. I don't need anything else. And that's it. When when people like to, to make that decision and to leave the system behind, when you're actively doing your analysis in the morning and you build your watch list, what do you do anything specific to make sure that you're not looking at it the way that the previous group or the previous system is there anything you do to like I don't use that indicator anymore, I don't use is anything like that? Uh, I don't, I deleted the, cause I use, I used to use a uh, Fibonacci retracement. So I deleted it off my tool. Just got it off completely. Tool. Got it off and I was just, the only good thing that I know is like how to identify the market structure without looking at the indicators. Sure. That was a big thing that I understood. Sure. So now when everything is choppy with our system, it's like, whoa, I don't know, it's spaghetti. Like we said in the field seminar. Yeah. I take everything out and I start looking. What is the market doing? It's going down. Okay, lower, low, lower, high, low. Simple. Yeah. And that's when I'm okay. I see this, this. So let's see. Let's turn the EMAs, the TDI back, and then wait. And then wow, next day L50 is in the sell zone. When I was looking at my downtrend, it's like okay. So it's it's really simple. It's you don't have to make it hard. Right. That's my take on no, it. No, uh, I agree. I. I feel like in the last couple of months too, another thing that you've really done really like really, really well is you've gotten good at knowing when not to trade, which is something that nobody's yeah. talking about as like an actual skill of being a trader. It's like, yeah, you gotta know what your your signals are. You gotta know when it's there, but then you also need to know when it's not there. And when you when it's close to there that the amateur would get into, but you're not. So how have you really reinforced that habit of sitting on the hands and waiting for good trades? Wait, well, that's, I, you can call it a struggle, but at the same time, no. Because 
I te- I tell myself almost not almost every day, but like at least reflection of the week, sure. weekends and stuff. Sure. Like you're good at sitting at your hands, bro. Like you're really good. Now you gotta get better at executing those entries when you really like them. So that was me working on myself. I'm still working on that, but bro, but like, that's a great place to sit and do the analysis okay. from because like you're sitting in the middle saying I'm doing this good but I can still do better over here. Not, wow, you suck, you're you're terrible, or not, wow, you're great, even if you're losing, you're great, you're the best, you know what I mean? You're sitting in the middle and you're like, what do I do well, what do I, that's, that's the perfect place to be when you're trying to grow. If you're trying to not, I feel like, sit flat, and that's where a lot of traders get to as well. They'll find an entry, they'll find a system that can actually you know, give them a little bit of consistency, but they don't continue to refine the edge. They don't continue to develop it and, and see what could be better, right? That we always ask ourselves, what could be better? What could be bigger about this? What can I do better in that trade? So now that you've got, you've been here for a year, you're finding the consistency over the last few months, you're growing outside of your trading more than inside of your trading. What are you doing daily now to refine your edge? I am doing a lot of markups, but like so many. I know, I've seen him on your Instagram story. It's so crazy, but like, the thing is like, I decided to like, really sleep a lot before waking up to like, you know, like before 5 a.m. I have to sleep at least more than six hours. That was one thing I had to do, sleep a lot, make the routine, right? Wake up early, get my routine done, get to the chart. And when when I'm done trading, I have to do something else. I'm not just gonna lay down and that's it. Right. No. I go and do my work and do other stuff outside of trading that I'm not thinking about trading anymore. It's off. After that, I know how I have other stuff to do. So I do that breakfast normal life. After I'm break of the of trading session, I'm not trading anymore after 11 a.m. So I'm not trading. Okay. I got to do markups. I got to look at overnight stuff. I got to look at daily stuff that I didn't execute because I went to do my workout because I decided to stop. Doing that, I've been doing that for like before the quarantine started, and it was better because the quarantine started. It's like okay, now I have more time. Right. So a lot of markups daily, daily. Uh, market the Facebook Live with you after my markup is like best because it's like I did that correctly the way he said it. So it reinforced sure. my my markups and stuff. How important are the markups? Because I feel like a lot of people don't want to start doing it. So how important do you think they are, and how would you help like? Cause if I, like, let's say I'm Jimmy and I never did a markup in my life and you're doing 20 a day and Austin's doing 20 a day. How do I even compete with that? How do I even start? It's intimidating. Like if you're not, it is really important to do markups or some kind of backtesting. I know and not everyone take the screenshot like we do and do the markups like we do. Sure. They backtest different. They sure. do replays and stuff. But like we mark markups in, instead of saying, oh, this is a shift candle, whatever. I have to replay before that to call it a shift candle and see this is an A1 or no, this is not an A1 because the iris I wasn't through, blah, blah, blah. Got it. All that stuff, the process. Got it. So to do markups, if you're not doing markups, it's basically you're just, your learning curve is going to be slower than us. Why? Because you're, you're just showing up and that's it. That's every it. Every morning. So, and if, when you take the L because you didn't do your markups but you and stuff, then you learn from your L. You don't learn from the markup. Right. So where you could have learned from the markup. And like for you, when you go to the boxing gym, you don't want to go to the gym and not practice and just show up on Saturday to spar. You want to show up and have the practice. So when you're, if you get hit, all right, I already did a couple fights this week. I'm used to getting hit now. You know what I mean? It's not like, I, I, or 
in the same sense, when you win, okay, I know what this win looks like. I know what this is supposed to do. I, do you think that as you do more markups, you find that if you remember, we talked about in the online seminar, I was saying like master foresight, that idea of like seeing it in the future. We talked about it in the advanced course. I've talked about it probably in a couple of videos, just seeing the chart markup in the future. Do you think that doing markups has helped you see the trade? Oh, this is supposed to do this. It's not doing this. So I need to, has that helped? Like yesterday, I learned something new from doing D2 markups. And maybe I gotta ask you in separate to like, is this valid? Because I don't know. But it's something that I noticed by doing markup. It's like, oh, this is doing really well in D2. So let me see, let me clarify that. So yeah, so when you're in the trade and you see that signal of the markups you did previous, it's like, I'm holding it. I gotta hold it because it's doing it the same thing I did it in the markup. Right. So there's no, you know, it helps. It helps a lot for sure. So to transition us a little bit into the language barrier stuff, tell me about, um, let's open it up just with, I think this is a good question. Do you agree or disagree with me when I would say that most people that speak two languages um, overhype the difficulty of becoming a trader? I'll say, I don't think somewhat disagree. I don't think it's about trading. I think it's about language. Okay. People get scared about something new in language. Like, let's say me, myself. Yeah. Let's say I didn't speak any English and I bumped into you, but I like trading. I was like, whoa, but this, I don't understand anything. You know? Yeah. Even, although I know this might sound like, wow, you didn't know, you didn't, you didn't know that. But like in English, in Spanish, I knew the word uh, leverage, but I didn't know what it meant in English, you know, leverage, sure. it's just so easy for you guys. But like, to me, it was like, I gotta Google this, what is this? Oh, okay, okay, got it. So I think it's more language than trading. And I feel like people people like me that don't speak two languages naturally, we, we're close-minded to the difficulty of that. Like, I can't even imagine what it would be like to live in a country where everybody else is speaking a different language than me, and I'm supposed to go out there and communicate with them, let alone go out there and trust this guy and buy this course and try to learn with them. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand that absolutely. So can you give, because there's people in our VIP chat, I know for a fact that a couple speak Spanish, but a couple in Europe as well speak different languages. What tips would you give them when just learning in general across different languages, not even just with me, but just anything in general, have you found to help you? Well, you have to be patient. So like really patient with it and you right. have to translate every word if you really want to understand it. That's kind of what I did and I know other people do. Yeah. They pause whatever video they're watching. Yep. Even though you don't understand the language, at least the PowerPoint helps if you have a PowerPoint to translate. Sure, it sure. And you gotta write write it in your notebook and then go on Google and take a fifth, five minutes video might take an hour for you. But it is what it is if you really want it, you right, know? Right. And that's what it what is been helping me translate everything that I don't understand in English, basically. And ask questions like what is this? I don't understand. And then it makes sense because the English that I learned is more like outside, yeah, sweet yeah. English, yeah, you know, like academic now. I made the transition of even writing my whole trading plan in English my checklist in English, everything in English, instead of just making notes in Spanish and stuff. Got it. Do you, let me me ask you another one, because this is what I've noticed too. People who speak two languages, sometimes, not all of them, but some of them are more strict, 
more professional, more business-like when they write their plan in English, when they speak to themselves in trading about English, when they use the English term. Whereas the guy that I'm thinking of, if he speaks in Spanish, he talks to himself in his slang, like you just said, the street talk that he was raised on, and he's more likely to break his rules and lean off his edge when he speaks to himself in Spanish. What do you think about that? I think it depends. Like, oh, like I'm talking to myself in Spanish. No. I mean, it makes sense. when If you're talking to yourself, yeah, of course. But like, as writing it in my notes, like in markups and stuff, by knowing the words, because I learned from a Spanish community, by knowing the right words for trading in Spanish, like that's the words that I use to keep it professional. But like, I understand like the way when you talk to yourself, Maybe. Yeah, it makes sense. And even because there's, like you said, there's some of these words, they aren't identical. Like in Spanish, the word leverage is different. Like it's not identical. So like you might not know it, but then revert to speaking to yourself in Spanish and then shortcutting it and, and skipping over the word or whatever it is because you don't have that, you know, in your vocabulary. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I guess for someone in the position of being in a, in a like, let's say in your position where English is their second language and maybe even worse than you, they don't speak English at all. We have to then say mentorship is probably the only way those people are ever going to find success is they would need to find somebody that speaks that language that's doing it too. Even if it's like, for example, like what we've been doing with some of the people that are in our group now where they go through the course and then if they speak Spanish, I've been having you speak to them because I can't communicate with them sometimes. So I think it shows that you almost... Now I'm like thinking to in my head, I'm like working through it in my head. I'm like, you almost need to be even more disciplined then too when you speak that second language, right? Because you need to be so precise with the detail. And I guess that's where you probably are so sharp on your trading plan and so detailed in the way that you write everything down. What about writing? I know I've seen you do some of your posts in English and some of your posts in Spanish. What's been the prompt for that? What was your thought like behind that? I basically want to like expand like my knowledge and my value to not only people that speak English, because I know this uh, trading community, there's a lot of people that I know that trades and sure. they speak Spanish only and like they struggle to speak English and or they might understand a little bit. So I want to like get my value to other people too, like not only English people, because I know this is a big market and a lot of people are trading this market. So why not making it Oh, so people can't understand what I'm saying. Anymore. As we're talking about That's it, no, and as we're talking about it, I'm thinking, I'm like, imagine how powerful it could be for people that are in a country, not, not, not even a Spanish-speaking country, but just in a country where they don't have as many economic opportunities. But now with cryptocurrency and all this digital stuff, if they could learn to trade, they literally could create their own economy potentially, slowly, of course, not million dollars, <coughs> but create their own economy out of nothing, out of just skill, out of just an idea. Just like hundreds of years ago, people created economy out of building houses. Eventually people got paid to build the house, you know what I mean? So this is like a push into the new digital age almost. So what are you doing to prepare for all this technology and all the changes that we're living through? Actually, I am learning, I mean, I'm learning new skills basically. Like Trading is one of them, at least we got, I got that down, so I got to just keep working on it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm learning how to like uh, invest in cryptocurrencies with exchanges and stuff, doing it the right way. And again, that's on a Spanish community and stuff. So it's like 
not even with you or with other people that speak English, but like it's more, that's, that's an advantage for me because I don't think anyone has that course for cryptos, sure. but I do have it in Spanish. So sure. this, okay, this is good. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going at it at different skills that I like, not just because following the money, but if I like it, okay, I'm gonna do this. If not, then that's not for me, you know? So yeah, absolutely. My skills. Absolutely. With the volatility that we've seen in the market because of the virus and the frequency of trades, what are you doing to keep yourself occupied while you're trading and, and still growing? Because I feel like if I, especially for me, up until recently, like it's always been a struggle to stay like to, to multitask like I always either just like to trade or I like to do other stuff but some people they like to read while they're trading what do you like to do to kind of keep yourself from over trading keep yourself from breaking you know and, and doing something stupid well for example let's say today today's an example of it uh, I was I knew what I wanted in my like my trading like what I was watching yeah so instead of just like staring at it like this I was like I'm a little bit I know what I'm waiting for so I'm going to do some other stuff that I wanted to do after my trading session. So I started going through my my to-do list, basically. Sure. And I said, okay, I needed to organize this. So I started working on that while I'm having the chart over there and not staring at like a crazy person. Yeah, but how, do you, how, how, how are you okay with that? Because I feel like so many people, they can't do that. If they are looking for a trade, they are looking, bro, they're looking at the trade the whole time. They're watching it for like five hours. You know what I'm saying? It's just in my experience. When doing that, serving so much, you even make stuff that aren't there. You make like, stuff up, oh, yeah. That's a candle. That's a candle. That's right. A no. It's right. Not, right. You know? So by learning from that mistake of like getting punched by the market sure. by doing that is like, let me show. I know what I'm looking for, so I'm not gonna be doing this crazy stuff anymore. So it's a mistake that I deleted from doing in my trading session, and now I work on other stuff. But I, I'm not like distracted. If I'm distracted and I miss the entry and I'm gonna be late, then I have to let it go because it off, I wasn't right. paying attention. You right. know, so right. it's hard. I know it's hard to multitask. I was. It's a struggle. I know. It's, it's hard to multitask, and then it gets it gets frustrating. I'm sure. I've been there where you are trying to pull yourself off, and then you come back, you missed an entry. You're like, oh man, what the, you know what I mean? But I feel like that's where the strict hours that we always talk about, like the strict routine, that's where that comes into play. And you can't really get mad at the stuff that's outside of those hours. It's not really your money, so to speak, right? Yeah, exactly. When you get to sit in the position that you're in now, where you actually kind of feel like you have a handle on your trading and it's not like a gamble, it's not a loose cannon, it, you, not that you know it like, you know, George Soros style, but that you actually can show up every day, read risk reward and take logical trades what comes next for you in the trading space i know you said a little crypto i know you said you're doing your markups but where do you see this going for you is your goal bigger account is your goal to take the account and do something else uh so of course everyone wants a bigger account to make more money but like i i am saving and i'm trading for it i guess but like it's not my main goal my main goal is to like maintain the consistency even after 20 years later to like, uh, let's say count on this money, like count on myself for a profitable trader to like just build something else for myself, which is something bigger and personal. But like I'll say it here, it's a boxing gym that I want and that I can do both. That's awesome. Or eventually if I make it like, if I'm done with trading, let's say, 
I just did by what I want. Right. But like I know that's my long term focus. And so the trading is like the the vehicle to get you to fund that gym and make the gym happen. No, and that makes sense. And yeah. now you're like, it seems like you're you've made the decision now that if you internalize good habits now, as you save more and you put more money into the account, those good habits translate into bigger trades, translates into more consistency, translates into keeping the gym open when the, when exactly. there's low enrollments or whatever it is. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's just like what it is and that helps because sure. now if you make mistakes, like let's say you get greedy and you do something out of edge, you're like, are you gonna get that game or not? Right. It's like, well, that's what I was just gonna ask you. How how does that motivate you when you show up every day, knowing that that's why you're showing up? When I'm, so I know myself now. If I'm looking at a trade and I feel like I'm sweaty, yeah, I'm like, why? Right. Okay, so no, that's not your trade. Then you know. It helps. It helps. It, it, it makes you think. But it's hard because there's so many you know, times where you get sweaty and I you know. still want to take the trade. I know. I know. But like the 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 mindset of like having that bigger goal. That's still helps. there. Yeah. Staying, yeah. Yeah. Staying like, come on, bro. You got to do better than that. You, you're not supposed to be like this if you want to get this. So it, it helps. It's Absolutely. That's how I like stay sharp with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No, that, that, that's great. I want to... Um, Oh, if you do you have anything as we're wrapping up, I think that's a really good yeah. spot to kind of end us on. Do you have anything that you would like to share with everybody listening as far as advice to somebody? Like if you could go back to, to Dennis a year and a half ago, what would you tell him? It just, I'll say like, keep taking your time. Like you don't have to rush anything. Because even though I'm in this a year now, a lot of people is gonna say it's not a lot of time, and I agree. A year is nothing. I'll keep telling myself, you got a long way to go. <coughs> you don't rush anything, that's it. And if you're struggling with like the language barrier, if you want it, you have to translate, come on. You just gotta put the it. work in. You gotta do it. If be you patient. Put... It's not then okay, you know. So you want it, be patient, put the work in. Because when you're not patient, you realize over the last year, you've had some experiences. You get punched in the face, like you said. So it's like, if I just could have go back, I'm the same way. Go back and just say, slow the fuck down, man. Just relax. Yes. Way better. Way better. You'll save money and you'll survive longer. And that's now where you're like, wait a minute. I'm not going to get the gym next year, but I could get the gym in 10 years, five years. That could absolutely be. If I, But if I screw around and I stay with this unregulated broke, it ain't ha- it's just probably not happening. $200 account, no, it's not going to happen. No, no. Save that money. Right. Save that money, invest it, and then when you're ready, you're ready. Right. I was demo trading for like, your system for like eight months. Just to and get, just like, to, right, just, just to refine yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But that's, again, that's a perspective on it. You're treating it like a business. You're looking to take it more seriously than, hey, I got 200 bucks in an account. How do I get it to 500 today? You know what I'm saying? But listen, bro, this is really, really good stuff. I think everybody's going to be able to take some value out of this in some way. So thank you for being here, D. I appreciate it. Everybody, make sure you drop a comment. I'm going to put Dennis's Instagram link in the description of this video so you guys go give him a follow and then let us know if you want to bring D back on. Any specific questions for him, we'll make it happen. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.